Hello, everyone, and welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. We're here, and we've survived the week despite it being... 7,000 degrees. Hotter than literal hell. It's been so awful. And we had... Both of us had a brief power outage, which was terrifying. It was horrible. Thankfully, the power outage was, like, at night. So not at yeah. the hottest time, and it was only for two hours, so we survived, but yeah, I was real worried when it went out. <laughs> I know. It went out at like 10.30-ish, 11-ish, and it was just gone, gone, and yeah, we just slept on the couch in the cool living room until it came back, because upstairs was always hot as shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We uh, we were still up, we were watching TV, and I was working on an embroidery, and I was like literally in mid-stitch, <laughs> and then it's just pitch black, and... Several years ago for Christmas, I got Kyler an oil lamp, and so we <laughs> we used yeah. that, and we had, like, a Bluetooth speaker that we connected to Kyler's phone, and we listened to music and just sat there in the dark. It wasn't that bad. Nice. Like, I mean... Yeah. If it had been any longer, it would have sucked. Exactly. But it wasn't that bad for the time that it was. It was just lightly yeah. concerning that it was going to last for a long time. Yeah, and then when the power came back on, it was, like, so incredible, and I was like, oh my god... <laughs> Electricity is amazing, and it's the little things, folks. Yeah, so it's been a hot week, but thankfully today's a little cooler, so we're we're we're, we're surviving. The worst. Okay, so the second worst thing about the hot week that's other than the hot is that every single time I think about it being hot, I think of Rob Thomas and Santana. Man, it's a hot, hot one. one. Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> and it's just like every time I'm like, man, it's a hot one. God, it's like two thousand all over again. Every day. God, I know. I know. I loved that song as a child. Oh, I yeah. I loved that album as a child. I was obsessed. That's a classic. A classic, for sure. So, Jillian, uh, have you watched anything? Anything good recently? Um, No, not really. <laughs> we, we honestly haven't even watched that much Survivor. We've watched a couple movies, and otherwise, Chris has just played video games, and I've read fantasy books which nice. I never do so I was I'm reading like 400 page books oh hell yeah <laughs> of just total nonsense like the current series I'm doing is Martha Wells Tales of the Raksura Ooh. and um they're basically just bat people nice yeah bat people politics for 400 pages what what more could you ask for honestly nothing literally because their politics are so easy like should we move we're being attacked by demons when like the democratic party can't even understand that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i used i used to read a lot of fantasy but i haven't in a long time i haven't either i had i've done like sci-fi throughout my life but Mm -hmm. like i used to love fantasy as a kid yeah and now i hadn't read it in like at least a decade yeah, I, I need to get back into it because that's at least that's something you could like fully immerse yourself in, you know? Oh, yeah, Which, big time. Yeah, I'm into. So, yeah, I've been doing the like headphone audiobook with a coloring book combo. Nice. Which is perfect. Yeah, that is. That's like the perfect <laughs> amount of stimulation right there. Yeah, yeah. Low stakes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what have you been watching? Um, so, I, we were, I'll paint the picture. Okay. Kyler and I were extremely depressed. This could be any day of the last several months, but this was a particular day that we were both feeling particularly depressed. And we were like mm-hmm. scrolling through, I, we were on HBO and I was scrolling through and I was trying to find like a comfort movie or something for us to watch that would just make us feel good. Like mm-hmm. guaranteed. 
And I was scrolling and then I found that there were new episodes of The Great Pottery Throwdown, which was our fucking favorite show from like last year. We watched, we oh, binge watched all of it and there was a new season and I, oh, I cannot tell you the relief we felt. We were near tears when we found out that there was a new season and we could watch it. it in our time of need, it came to us and wow. I'm so blessed. grateful. Truly blessed. Blessed. <laughs> So, yeah, we watched season five. I, I've talked about the show before. It's basically like the Great British Bake Off, but with pottery mm-hmm. and ceramics instead, which I personally am more interested in. I like cooking shows, but, like, I can't taste the food. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So you'd so, prefer to see, like, the art. Exactly. And be like, wow. And I really like, I think pottery is really cool because it's, like, something that I personally cannot do at all. And I just, like, mm-hmm. really admire people who who are really good at it. And so... And there's some really, really good potters. Anyway, it was yeah. amazing. And if you haven't seen it, I recommend you watching it because very oh, wholesome, yeah. very like just makes you feel good. Like they're always so nice to each other on the show. Mm-hmm. And the main host is like this big tall guy who like literally cries all the time because he gets so <laughs> moved by people's pottery. It's just, it's so good. Uh, sir. It's so sir. good. <laughs> God. Did you watch The Great Flower Fight? I have not watched it. I, Kyler might have, but I have not. That one was wild. It has some of my favorite characters of like competition reality TV show who like I still follow on Instagram, but it feels like kind of the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely have to check it out because we. I, I love like crafty competition shows, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Blown Away is another one that I love. Like, Ugh, I love Blown Away. I want to so blow good. glass so bad. I know. I know 1000% I would burn my hand off. Yeah, no, it would be awful. Like. No thanks, but it's so cool to watch, and I yeah. yeah I wish I could do it for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So for today, we are just gonna go ahead and pick off where we left off with bringing up Bates season eight. Bring, bringing up B eights. B eights. <laughs> the first episode that we're gonna talk about is Ready or Not, Baby Cade is on his way. Spoiler alert. No one's ready. No, of course they're not. I mean, <laughs> you know how they it's are. It's like they have all this time to plan, but then two weeks before the babies do, they're like, oh, we should really, like, do the nursery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should really, like, prepare for this child. You know, just a little bit, maybe. But our first thing is that it's Zach's 30th birthday. Hey. And so they're going on a surprise trip with him to this place called Brimstone, which just... Fire and... Yeah, like, is it a religious place, too? It's just outdoors. I just always assume that any place the Bates are going has some slight religious Uh connotation somewhere along the line. It has to. Um, So they're renting a cabin and getting some ATVs to surprise Zach. And I noticed that they, Gil drove up everybody but Zach, basically, in the white, like, Mormon assault vehicle. (laughs) And um, they have this big yellow sign on the back that says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. And I'm like, yeah, I've definitely, like, basically seen their car Mm -hmm. on the highway and wanted to, like, and off the road a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) There are, like, especially when I lived in Cincinnati, even more than when I lived here, that there are Uh so many cars like that. And it's just like, why? It's just stop. I don't know. Like, do they really think that I'm going to like be proselytized to on the highway? Yeah. Like who, who is that appealing to? Honestly, like I've never been swayed by a bumper sticker either way. 
to be fair. I feel like, yeah, I feel like the only people that those things appeal to are people that are already, like, involved in, yeah, you know, which, like, okay, yeah. great, but, like, if you're recruiting, it's not really that helpful. <laughs> no, no. And it's, like, most of the time, bumper stickers reflect on you and your interests because mm-hmm. it's your vehicle and you pick them out. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a cat bus on my car, like a little cat bus vinyl sticker on the window, and uh, I want to believe with a little alien thing. So, like, you know who I am. <laughs> I get the I get your vibes just from that alone. Yeah, cats and aliens. <laughs> yes, that's, that's me. Yeah, that's about right. Honestly, good representation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, while the the this is a boys' trip, of course, mm-hmm. um, and so Kelly kind of is laying things out, and she's like, "Well, you know, we're two weeks out out from Tori's due date, and things might start moving, and you know, I'll keep you updated." And that's kind of the big foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? I have no idea. Um, let's see. So the whole trip in itself just seems like insane. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, Nathan's on this trip. So we have to have a safety meeting. And it's like, okay, uh, we've got to keep our helmets on. Keep your seatbelts buckled. No passing, no bumping, no anything. And then, of course, Gil fucking whiffs it and flips his with the two littlest boys, like Judson and Jeb, in there. Because he was trying to do a donut. Yeah, yeah. And just like fully just flips them on over their side. And yeah, I loved this part too, because I loved how immediately after, um, was it, let's see, was it Jeb? I think Jeb wanted to call Call. Kelly to tell just, just so he could like tattle on his dad and be like, Uh dad, you know, rolled us over in an ATV. Yeah. That is such a mood. Like I, as a kid, I'm sure that would be my first, my first move too. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, dad's for doing the fun stuff with, and mom is for soothing you after your dad traumatizes exactly, you. Exactly, 100%. <laughs> and you know Gil is traumatizing these kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just got them in, like, a full car crash, because these were, like, the big ATVs with, like, the roll cages and everything. It wasn't, like, mm-hmm. little <laughs> go-karts. Yeah. Yeah, they're all just driving around in the mud. I don't know. I don't get the appeal of this at all, but... Either. I hate being dirty, so that's probably... I don't even hate being dirty. I don't... Like, it's kind of the worst of both worlds. Because, like, if you want to go play in the mud, just go play in the mud. Like, Mm -hmm. it's fun to play in the mud if you like dirt. Like, you can, like, squish it with your hands and, like, feel it between your toes and shit. But, like, but just driving through the mud? Yeah, that's... I just don't... I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. It's not great. Just go throw mud at each other or something. Yeah, I can definitely see the appeal. Like, I don't like mud at all, but I can yeah, definitely yeah. see that appeal more than just, like, driving in it. Like, what's... Yeah. What's... <laughs> it's kind of like people who do, like, car stuff like that anyway, like, going four-wheeling and stuff yeah. in the mountains. I'm like, why not just hike? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't see anything. You're just crushing stuff with your little wheelies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just don't get it. I don't know. It's not for us, I guess. Yeah. But so Jeb finally does get to call Kelly and tattle mm-hmm. on on Gil, and in the process of this, they find out that Tori is feeling pretty bad, and she's thinking that you know she might be heading toward labor, and so Kelly mm-hmm. is on her way to Nashville to go figure out what's going on. Yep, driving like a bat out of hell. Of course, of course, you know, like I would, you just know that these people are like horrible drivers because they're always constantly late to everything and just like trying to rush Mm -hmm. and they're always fucking around also they have like 19 children fighting behind them 
Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a nightmare. <laughs> Total nightmare. But let's see, we get a tiny Tori interlude and then it goes back to the boys mm-hmm. who are skeet shooting, which is the only thing that could have made this scarier was add guns. Yeah, to exactly. The equation. <laughs> it just looked so chaotic. I don't know. There was just so many of them and they were oh. all shooting like in the same direction. And I can just imagine this going so much worse than it did, thankfully. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like, I am fine if you want to teach your kids how to shoot and, like, shooting safety and stuff, because that's the world we fucking live in right now. Yeah. But, like, maybe just take them one at a time or two at a time to go do this kind of thing and have enough adults for everybody. Yeah, there was, like, five of them lined up shooting at once, and there was only one gill there. It's like, goddamn, yeah. it's just a lot, a lot going on. That's how you end up, like, dick chaining someone. <laughs> for real <laughs> speaking of Chaney she will make an appearance later in this episode or in this oh episode. yeah Chaney Chaney oh, the one who got away oh yeah there was there's not a lot to say about the about the um, shooting I think and the activities. I think they mostly did it because Aaron and Carlin went to decorate the cabin mm-hmm. yeah for Zach's birthday because like I guess this this trick wasn't necessarily a surprise, but, like, the fact that it was for Zach's birthday yeah. was a surprise. So they were yeah. having, like, a little kind of party at the cabin that they were getting yeah. together while they went shooting. Yep. And um, the three middle boys saved mm-hmm. up money to buy Zach an Apple Watch for his birthday. That's really nice. That was really yeah. cute. Like, that's, like, from, like, he was saying, like, they're, they're like, in their teens, like, yeah. late, or mid to late teens, and for them to, like, save up their money to buy their brother something that, that they knew that he wanted, that's, like, really, really thoughtful, really special. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, and then there was a cheesecake in the fridge. Yes. Thank God. Thank God for Thank the cheesecake. God. I loved that they were just, like, making fun of uh, Zach for turning 30. And it just felt very, very fitting for me because I'm turning 30. Yeah. One month from today, I will be 30. Oh, shit. And I loved Whitney's comment to... Um, she was like, I can't believe I'm married to a 30-year-old. Because I have been saying that to Kyler. Because um, mm-hmm. he just turned 30 last month. And I always like, like like to make him feel old. Even though we're literally 70 days apart in age. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm married to a 30-year-old. You are so Ew. old. What the fuck? Like, I'm not going to be 30 <laughs> in one month. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, man. Now you're going to be in your 30s. I know. I know. That's exciting. It is. I'm over my 20s. Like, I'm ready for them to be over. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> turning 32 in, like, two or three weeks. Hell, yeah. And honestly, I can say 30s are better than 20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm really oh, hoping so. I could really use really use <laughs> some better times ahead, that is for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if my 30s have been, like, great so far. Not, like, ideal. They've been in the 2020s, so what, what yeah. can you do? Global pandemic, etc. But, like, on the whole, I think if I had been 22 at this time versus mm. 32 at this time, yeah, I don't even know. There would be bad decisions being made. Oh, yeah, for sure. So then we go back to Nashville where Tori mm-hmm. has gone to the hospital because she thinks she's in labor. Mm-hmm. They have this, like, clip, I think, that Kelly was filming of uh, 
Tori kind of laboring in the hospital and she's not quite mm-hmm. far enough along for them to admit her, but they're kind of seeing if she's going to progress anymore or anything. Yeah. And Kelly is just talking non-fucking-stop to non-stop. her. Non-stop. And non-stop. I would be so annoyed. Like, I'm, like, literally in so much pain right now. I just need to concentrate on, like, not dying. Please uh-huh. stop talking to me. Like, the most you should say to me right now is, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Do you want some ice? Yeah. A little comment every now and then. Fine. But she was just like incessantly talking and like, uh-huh. I'm just, I just, I could not handle it is all I have to say. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. It, she does not seem like the best labor fella to have, but she is one of the most experienced. Uh, <laughs> yes. You could say that for sure. <laughs> Tori, though, was, like, in labor, having contractions, just silently. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, just, like, powering fucking through. Like, don't talk to me. I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just gonna go inside my head and dissociate from this moment. She's she's getting through it. She is. And finally, um, in this same, like, little part, her water actually Mm -hmm. breaks. Like, she's getting ready to go on a walk to see if it helps labor anymore, and her water breaks. So there's no denying that she's in labor now, and so she gets admitted. Mm -hmm. And Tori has officially decided that she wants an epidural, which I say, hell yes, queen. Yeah. Modern medicine is great. It's there for a reason. Use it. Yeah. You don't have to suffer in childbirth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not even if Jesus wanted you to. And I honestly don't think Jesus wanted you to. No. I feel like, isn't (laughs) Jesus supposed to be like a good guy? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the general (laughs) gist I got from it. So like, I don't think good guys want you to suffer. Right? That seems pretty logical to me, but I don't know. Like, even, like, even if they suffered, like, generally good guys don't believe in, like, hazing because they're, they were hazed. Right. So, And it's like, you know. good people don't want other people to suffer just because they have suffered. Yeah. So get the fucking epidural. Exactly. If you want it. That's, that's, that's all we're saying. <laughs> that's all we're saying. <laughs> so then we get a little clip from back at the cabin in Brimstone. And Gil gets the call that it is official. The water has been broken. There's no going back. It's it's coming, no matter what. The tides have turned. <laughs> so Gil has is um, making his way to Nashville. Lawson's coming along. I guess anytime there's a girl in Nashville, Lawson is just kind of there in the yeah. background. And yeah. um, they're swinging around home to pick up Aaron and Carlin as well and take them along with them. It was very cute because Erin rolled in with her little foam ro- curlers in. Yes, yes, it was good. Which it, was a vibe. The The last part of this episode is them, uh, that group of people, Lawson, Gil, Carlin, and Erin, all driving from um, Bates House yeah, or whatever to, yeah, to House, yeah. Nashville. And <laughs> I loved this quote from Nathan, which was, when you put three of the most dramatic Bates kids in a car on the way to a birth, and it was just like completely chaotic uh-huh it was so chaotic and lawson so they were talking to tori and kelly on the phone while they were mm-hmm. driving mm-hmm. because of course we can't just drive there right um but <clears throat> lawson's like tori just you just need soothing music like listen to my music and it's like sir this is not the time nor the place no do not plug your shitty country music lawson not not at a serious time like this no. and he's like trying to like give her like pregnancy moment advice like yes. over advice and Gil's like oh well so what just happened with the water and he's like the baby's water broke <laughs> I loved that and then he said and then he said the baby's water broke the baby's not in the water that is what he said those are it's his direct quote 
He does know a lot about pregnancy. He's he's brilliant. <laughs> Glad we're bringing him along. Thank God. Yeah. What would we do about Lawson at his birth? <laughs> God, I don't know. He didn't even watch the little kids. Gil was stuck watching the little kids. He literally just like slept in the car. He's literally useless. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he slept in the car and was like, tell me when the baby arrives. <laughs> it's like, why did you could have just waited for a text at the cabin? Yeah. Yeah. No. He just wanted more airtime on the show. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> so this just leads right into the next episode, which is called It's a Boy and Maybe One More. Spoiler alert. Yes. Uh, anyway. Always. <laughs> Always. Yes. So, again, we get back into the car with Aaron, Carlin, Lawson, and Gil, and they're rushing to Nashville trying to make uh, baby Kate's birth. Uh, Tori mm-hmm. is currently 45 centimeters dilated. 425, not 45. No, 45 would be way too many centimeters. Too That's many. Like that baby's walking on out. <laughs> yeah. And she's feeling a lot of discomfort, but she's doing okay. Yeah. And thankfully, the, the Bates crew does make it before Tori starts pushing. And like we said, Lawson is has fallen asleep in the car and has just mm-hmm. told them to leave him there and tell him when the baby's born. <laughs> um, Aaron and Carlin roll in and Aaron has her baby, Everly, there. So Gil is babysitting little Everly. Um But Gil is never in the room for the delivery. He's always the prayer warrior <laughs> outside. That's his role as prayer warrior. I loved like they the way that Kelly was saying it was like that this was such an official official role. Like Gil's yeah. not in the room, but he's prayer warrior. And it's like, excuse me, what? <laughs> yeah, you're like associate to the director. <laughs> it's like the dragon slayer and survivor. He's the prayer warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's so funny because he's like bouncing little Everly and she's asleep and he's like well we're we're both in in communication with God right now I'm praying and she's sleeping <laughs> I was like all right are you in communication with God when you're sleeping is God commute are those what my dreams are because I don't I yeah terrifying. God's fucked up if those are how he talks to me but, you know honestly way cooler uh, than like regular prayers answered God oh yeah like, for sure give me fucking that last dream yeah like let me hallucinate Please. Oh, I'm I'm the god of nightmares. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said before, Tori originally wasn't sure if she was going to get an epidural, but like, you know, feeling the actual pain of child labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah. So. <laughs> she was like, "Let's let's go ahead and do that," which yeah. is good. And then, <laughs> fine, you know, she's progressing and everything. And there's this clip where. Um, one of the Bates is, is filming them and, and Aaron is excitedly was like, oh, she's at 10 centimeters. And Tori says, I don't know what that means. Did you not even Google it? Like you're literally in what labor book? right now. And also you have 45 million younger siblings and siblings Older who have siblings. a million kids. <laughs> like you really don't know that it's 10 centimeters means you got to start pushing now. I know what 10 centimeters means. You gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go. It's a nice round number. It's easy to remember. Yeah. That baby fits through at 10. <laughs> Somehow. I don't, I still, it's kind of weird. 10 centimeters me. is like five inches. That's a, like, that's a whole ass head and like shoulders. Yeah. Like, I guess damn. that's why their heads are so like squished pieces. Like they don't have a full skull when they're born. It's like chunks. Gotta come out somehow. Yeah. They're just like. <laughs> <laughs> 
what are, we're, we're describing childbirth so great here today. I know, we're doing a really good job. <laughs> we're very experienced in this, so. We are. We're, we've seen so many babies be born. Yes. But we do know 10 centimeters. We do. Um, but, so she's pushing, and she's afraid that she's doing it wrong, which, again, is just like... Tori and all the Bates girls, you really need so much therapy. Yes. Because you're doing it fine. You're doing it good. You shouldn't be afraid that you're doing it wrong. Right. In many in many cases, like your body is like kind of naturally going to know what to do in a lot of ways. So like do what feels right to you because that's probably what's right, you know? Yeah. And like if you're doing something wrong, which unless you're like whipping out a 10 inch blade and stabbing yourself in the stomach or something the doctor's gonna be like okay well yeah let's try it this way next time yeah yeah <sighs> but apparently Cade was sunny side up so mm-hmm. he didn't have the ability to get his head and shoulders out like because you don't bend that way yeah so he just like flopped out like out. popped out yeah literally yeah. popped out I, the, the, the quote I have from Tori about it is I don't even know what happened that kid shot out of me <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah great imagery yeah. there but i Better mean yeah getting stuck yeah yeah that's true i mean we yes i'm kind of half imagining the baby like leaving like a a tire mark on the bed as it <laughs> shot out like <laughs> skid yeah skid mark yeah yeah i didn't want to say skid mark because that's just poop yeah that's in human terms that is a different a different type of mark maybe it, it probably was, a, was poop maybe it was like a poop tire mark yeah, but a poop tire mark. Double skid mark. <laughs> Skidding on the skid. God. Okay. Nasty. <laughs> so then they have like, you know, a bunch of little clips of baby Kate and like Bobby and Tori meeting him for the first time. And I loved how there was this like special moment between Bobby and Tori, like with their baby for the first time. And then Aaron just like sticks her head and finger <laughs> right in there and grabs onto the baby. And she's just like. In the middle of this family oh moment. Yeah, no. These people have no boundaries with each none, other. None. Absolutely none. But, you know. At least Erin was relatively helpful. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they didn't seem to mind it that much, but it was just a little like, God damn, you have some balls, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, so just like, roll up on two people, like, snuggling their newborn infant, and you're like... So I needed to look at these cute little baby fingers. <laughs> Let me insert myself into this situation. Hi. Yes. First aunt here. First aunt here. Yes. Hi. <laughs> but, so then, you know, Gil comes in with baby Everly to meet the baby and we get all emotional about grandkids, you know. Mm-hmm. This is their 10th grandchild. No, ninth grandchild. Ninth. Yes. yes. Already. Nine. Mm-hmm. And Tori's like, what? 20? Yeah, early 20s. Uh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's crazy. Um, okay, so then the rest, the other part of this episode, it's time for the family Christmas party, which they kind mm-hmm. of planned around Cade's birth to be kind of like a, let's meet the rest of the family since they live in Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just love that they get out of the car and like the baby's not in like a car seat. I mean, maybe they're in a car seat, but she just like holds this little floppy ass baby out in the cold and it's just like runs in like (laughs) where's this baby's car seat or like stroller yeah yeah you think that you want like like a carrier (laughs) like a dog carrier well like the little baby like yeah handbags i don't know what you call them (laughs) 
they like pop in and out of the thing that's attached in your car. Yeah, the car seat. So like, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. it's a car seat, but like when you take it out of the car, is it still a car seat? I think it is, yeah, but <laughs> it's, I know what you mean. Like you just take yeah. it, you put it in the cart or wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but I just loved how they like walked in the door and were just like swarmed by literally like 30 people. Uh-huh. Can I hold the baby? Can I hold the baby? I just, I can't, I could not handle this. No, it was so much chaos and it's like. How is this baby not screaming? I know. I know. Poor Cade. Poor Cade. Holy shit. But I guess you better get used to it, buddy, because you're going to have a lot of siblings. This is your life now. No, and she really is because Tori is pregnant with their fourth already. Holy shit. This was like 2018. December 2018. She. Uh, so I think she had, she's had like, this is going to be like her third pandemic baby, I think. Because her first baby was born, or her second baby was born like, Maybe right before the pandemic, like early 2020. And then she uh-huh. had another one last summer. And then she's having another one this summer. Ma'am. Like, yeah, Kate needs to get used to being around like a billion people because it, it seems uh-huh. likely that he's going to have quite a few siblings. He already has three and he's only like, what? What is this, 2018? Yeah. Like five? So like three or four or five, maybe? Yeah, yeah. somewhere in that range. Uh, it's insane. Yes, it is. And like Tori is not even like a big like mom vibe on the show. Like she's never been like one who really likes babies and other people's babies. Right. She's not like Aaron level of like loving babies, yeah. loving to have babies, loving being a mom. But I mean, who knows? Maybe she turns into that after she has a baby. We'll Maybe. see. We'll see. Yeah. So then we get teased that Gil has a baby of his own. That baby Cade is not the only baby in this house and he comes in with like a wrapped box and the kids open it and it's a dog bowl it's yeah it's a dog bowl it's up their puppy outside johnny jr johnny jr johnny their old tennessee brown dog um died when he was 17 yeah in the past year so i mean like old as shit so old as shit for sure and I just love the name Johnny and Johnny Jr. for a dog. Like, that's just, uh-huh. it's just, it's great. So. I know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's my, that's my lab, Johnny. That's Johnny. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, that like, is Johnny. That's Johnny. Yeah. It's, it fits. Johnny Johnson, obviously. Yeah, exactly. So all the kids are, you know, very excited about the puppy and it's a beautiful moment. Yep. And then, of course, because it's a family gathering and we can't ever skip a family gathering without an announcement. We get Josie and Kelton rolling in late because they're so busy because they just got married. Yeah. And, they've and been, yeah. <sighs> they're pregnant. <laughs> Surprise. They give Gil and Kelly a little gift, Christmas gift, and they unwrap it and it's like a onesie. And yeah, they're pregnant. And they've only been married like a month and a half at this point. I know. I don't even, I don't even fucking know. God, she's 22 now. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 22. And she already has two kids. Mm-hmm. And she had, like, a miscarriage in between them, too. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. And um, in the talking head, Josie was like, we were not planning on this happening so quickly. And it's like, there's very easy steps you can take to make yeah, it Yeah, you guys happen. were not planning on not having it happen very quickly. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could have been planning a little harder. This will make grandbaby number 10. All fucking ready. Yeah. Josie's like 19. I know. I know. And pregnant. 
Like, she's basically MTV 16 and pregnant. Like, Pretty much, except that this is, like, encouraged and happy and those, yeah. like, not I mean, honestly, life. if they if they weren't um, on TV, Kelton 50-50 could have gotten his way to marry her at 16 with parental permission, and then she could have been 16 and pregnant. That, yeah. Because he wanted to marry her since she was 15, which is fun. Unfortunately, this is, like, best case scenario for how it could have worked out for Josie, <laughs> which is really yeah. sad. <laughs> Yeah, best case scenario is that you literally get, like, engaged on your 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. My 18th birthday, I got my lip pierced, okay? <laughs> my 18th birthday... I don't know what I did my 18th birthday. Oh, I think I tried to go to a strip club in London. Um, Hell yeah. But it was really expensive, so we just got drunk. There you go. Nice. <laughs> you know. You know. Classic, classic 18th birthday kind of shit. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's 25 pounds at the door, and then each each drink is minimum 10 pounds. And I was like, cool, so we're just going to go to the pub. Oh, and you were in, uh, not in America, so you actually could legally drink, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I wasn't going to judge awesome. you if you were drinking yeah. at 18 no. in America. That's not that weird. Or No, I moved to the UK at 18. Just so you right could drink. After. Yeah. That's the only reason. That's the only drink. Only reason. <laughs> only reason was drinking. I was like, you know what I really like? British beer. <laughs> I like it tepid. <laughs> oh, God. Room temperature. Ugh, I hate beer so much. <laughs> I like some beers, but I like, like, light beers that are, like, fruity or citrusy. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, the fucking heavy. IPAs and yeah. shit, or the heavy shit, or, like, the stuff that tastes like fucking coffee grounds. Yeah, no fucking thank you. I don't want to throw up to get drunk, okay? I could <laughs> I just know, drink, like, like, fruity little drinks and be happy, okay? Exactly. I know, and now I'm just like, I don't want to drink. Just make me the fruity little drinks virgins. Okay, so do you have anything else to say about this episode or can we move on to episode no, the, three? The next, this, yeah. this third episode really a is a doozy. It is. It's called A Very Medieval I Love You Day. I don't even know. I know. So we, of course, know that Valentine's Day is kind of like the Bates holiday, like family get together, catch up holiday. Everyone comes in town. It's fucking go time. It's, it is go time. And it's so weird to me because evangelicals like don't celebrate Christmas big and don't celebrate like Easter big. Mm-hmm. It's very weird to me. Yeah, it is weird that, it, yeah, it's weird that Valentine's Day too is the, is the one that they chose. Yeah, like that's the one based on like a Roman saint. Like, a Catholic saint, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I guess that they can be like, oh, it's about love. And what it, what more is Christianity about than love? Um, I would say pretty much everything else. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, everyone's in town. John and Alyssa's in town. Michael and Brandon mm-hmm. are coming in town. It's going to be mm-hmm. great. They have, like, a little cabin that they have rented out. And they're going to mm-hmm. do, like, the upstairs decorated traditional Valentine's Day for the couple's dinner. Of course, that's the day of before. Course. And then downstairs is going to be like where the family party is. And that's going to be a chivalry castle medieval theme. I think they were all a little confused about what the actual theme was. Like, was it yes. medieval? Was it chivalry? Yeah. I don't know. I think that, I think that, so Kelly was kind of explaining how she picked the, because I think it was Kelly that picked the theme. Mm-hmm. And she oh, said she, she, does. she wanted it based off of chivalry. Like this like mm-hmm. concept of chivalry like connecting that to Valentine's Day. And she's like, what is, what reminds me of chivalry? Oh, like castles, like medieval times, medieval things. Yeah. So I think that like in her mind, she was like, the theme is medieval. 
And it's because chivalry is related to Valentine's Day. But then I think yes. some people took it like the theme is princes and chivalry. And so then like we have like Disney princes coming and it's like, uh-huh. okay, we're on a lot, a couple different pages here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny because every I Love You Day, they have a theme and every time it's weird and kelly's like oh you know we've got to make it a lesson and so they're like when they dressed up as old people they're like that just reminds us that we want to grow old together and this one is just we just want men to take care of women kindly and it's like just have a costume party like yeah just have a costume party it doesn't yeah. need to mean anything yeah 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 it's 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 bizarre but also yeah it's like the chivalry theme is there's a lot to unpack with that alone but uh-huh. i don't even know if i want to get into it um yeah no for sure like kind of fuck chivalry it was useful for a time when women didn't have any rights or like right we're just basically sold as chattel but you know not so much now yeah like i i firmly support like being nice to women and everybody else but you should do that to all the people exactly exactly regardless of your um knight status yeah 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 exactly um, Jeb did say that he thinks he's the most chivalrous in the family and that sounds right, right to me yeah, yeah yeah definitely so then like on top of everything that's going on because the baits have to be as chaotic as possible and just mm-hmm. like stress me out as much as they physically can they're also doing some type of like ski trip within this weekend as well I think this cabin that they rented is the one that they rented for their first ski trip ever because it looked familiar inside to me gotcha I was like is this someone's house that we know or something I think it's there so I think they like went for the ski trip and also gotcha. are doing I love you day there okay the, the, the way that it was it's described, chaotic it, yeah and it's just like too much going on too many activities too many people because then there's also Josie's gender reveal party too this weekend uh-huh. it's just like I'm stressed out so fucking stressed out. <laughs> yeah, the girls are staying and not skiing to watch the children. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about that it's 100 days to Carlin's wedding and she doesn't have a venue, doesn't have a dress, <laughs> barely has a groom. She doesn't know. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's just like, yeah, it's 100 days till the wedding. Can you believe it? And then they're like, so do you have a venue yet? And she's like, no. And it's like, um, is it really 100 days to the wedding then? Like, the venue is kind of what dictated our date. Exactly. Like, we were like, we want one of these, like, four weekends. Which one can you fit us in? Yeah, we had, so our venue had two week or th- two weekends available in September. We wanted to get married in September. And then our photographer only had one of those weekends available. So that's how we mm-hmm. decided what day we were getting married on. So it's like, like most people, I believe. Yeah, it's like you have to start planning first before you can kind of be like, this is what I'm getting married. You don't. Typically, you don't take the, unless you have like a lot of time to work with, you don't have like, this is the date I want to get married and then have everything just kind of like fall into place. Right? Like, it's wild. I don't understand. But she's like, they were like, well, you could just have a church wedding. And it's like, yes, that is a good, easy, simple solution. And she's like, Mm -hmm. no, I want a quaint, elegant wedding. And I'm like, quaint and elegant are opposed they are very different and also is can the Bates have anything that is quaint I don't think if you're inviting the whole Bates family it automatically cannot be quaint yeah I think any wedding over 300 cannot be called quaint legally like you go straight to jail yeah no (laughs) quaint wedding is like 20 people in a backyard you know yeah like wearing like a crocheted wedding dress yes a quaint wedding that's not what you want Carlin Mm -mm. um yeah no 
so then we talk a little bit also about Michael and Brandon and they're planning on looking at a duplex in Tennessee while they're in town because they're kind mm-hmm. of toying with the idea of moving and everyone's very excited about that. Oh yeah. And then we start the weird speculation on if Trace or any of the other boys are going to surprise them by bringing a girl to the to the dinner, which like what a weird thing to think about. And also yeah. like I was thinking this, they kept teasing this, they kept talking about this and then no spoilers, but something kind of comes true about it. Like, would like why don't they ever talk about any of the girls bringing a guy? Well, see, here was the thing that really got me. Like, I, I, I think I had to pause it right around this time, and I was, like, sitting there, and I was fucking thinking about this. And I was like, so dudes don't have to be responsible to anyone for who they date. They don't have to tell Gil. They don't have to tell Kelly. They don't have to do anything. But girls have to get, like, approval to even speak to someone. And it's like, wow. That's wow. Wow, wow such a huge disparity in terms of how the boys and how the girls are treated when it comes to dating. And it's like really fucked up. It really do just be about that hymen. It, it really do. It really do. It's just like, what the fuck? Ugh. Yeah. It was just so gross and weird. Like seeing that disparity, like it's fine. It, Cause like in most families that are large, siblings don't often tell each other, like if they're dating someone new or whatever, but like in this family, you have to have bring over your person for, like, approval. They to, need to like, be, like, an approved date. person, and that list is very short. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's very bizarre. Very bizarre. And yeah. Not in a good way. Nope. Um, then we get a little sidebar into ultrasound time for Josie, and they don't want to know what the sex is. They're going to have a gender reveal, which we said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to happen after this part of the I love you day stuff. Yeah, like while everyone's in town still, they're going to do it all. Yeah. Josie is convinced it's a boy. Because they did the ring test and yeah. because of the Chinese calendar. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different like old wives tales. Like there's mm-hmm. the ring test, I think, is like you take a ring on like a string and if it goes back and forth, you're having one. And if it goes in a circle, you're having another. I don't know. Does your baby, like, control gravity? Like, does it orbit you? Not just your baby. Your baby's genitals control oh, the gravity. Yeah. You're... <laughs> then we go to the skiing trip part of this episode. Yes. And so some of, the, some of the members are skiing. Some are snowboarding. Nathan is the only one of the older guys who is skiing instead of snowboarding. And mm-hmm. the other brothers are making fun of him and saying, skiing doesn't look that good. It looks like more of a sissy sport. That's what Trace says. I... <laughs> Men are so easily swayed. They're so like, fragile. I fucking hate Nathan. But like... At least he stood by, like, this is the thing that I like to do. Yeah. And I don't care if it makes me look cool or not. Like, it's an activity for me to enjoy, dummies. Yeah. One of the one of the few times where I was like, yeah, Nathan. Go, Nathan. Like, never <laughs> in <know>. my life. <laughs> then I'm rooting for him to fall on the hill because I'm like, yeah, get got. All of them have to fall at least once, please. Yes. But, of course, since it's the Bates, they have to make this all into, like, a competition of sorts. Uh-huh. And so... Lawson is on the snowboard. Nathan is skiing, and they have to big them. They're like racing to the bottom of the hill to see who gets there. Yeah, first. they're doing like a slalom thing course with the flags. Yeah, so they're like touching the flags as like their race, and mm-hmm. of course Nathan wins because mm-hmm. it is faster to ski than snowboard most of the time. Yeah, yeah, you have like things to help you with and... snowboards for like tricks. And, yeah, like yeah, there's different. It's tools. just different. Yeah, yeah. If you have um, a competition of, like, Nathan versus Lawson, that sounds awful. Like, I can't think of 
two worse parties, but in this situation, mm-hmm. just because of people love like Nathan skiing when his brothers mm-hmm. were making fun of him, I was happy that Nathan won. I know I was rooting for Nathan, but also he did beat Lawson. Like anytime yeah. anyone beats Lawson, I'm like, okay, good. It's job. worth it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if it's Nathan, it's okay. And of course, Lawson's like, the odds were really stacked against me. And it's like... You chose okay. this. Also, yeah. like, that was your point was like, I will get to the bottom first because it's better to snowboard. Like, so now you're saying you had things going against you because you were snowboarding, but wasn't your whole case that like snowboarding was better to begin with? So yeah, better and faster and cooler. You're just full of shit. We all know this. I did have a very relatable Big John moment. <laughs> Alyssa's husband because you know we know nothing about John John no. is just like he's just there he says four sentences a season mm-hmm. but he's like um well I don't want to be crazy when I'm skiing because I have Alyssa and all the girls who rely on me and I was like yeah that's someone has a good thought yes that's a reasonable thing like I have a family who is relying on me I need to you know take safety I, measures to like I not am the kill one myself. with the job I don't want to end up with my back broken yes <laughs> Lawson and Nathan don't care about that. At least not yet. Uh-uh. Maybe no. Nathan's having a baby soon. So maybe that'll change. But I highly doubt it. Oh, yeah. No. So then they all eat a little bit of lunch together. And they start teasing things about, oh, the, the couple's dinner. Are Nathan and Lawson going to pull the same shit that they did last year where they just, like, show up to the couple's dinner? And Nathan fucking dressed in a dress and a wig. It was so annoying. So yeah, there's so all this like, oh, what's going to happen? Like, it's that suspenseful. But yeah. <laughs> so then yeah. everyone is arriving at the cabin to help prepare for the couple's dinner. It's all fancy and decorated. We have Aaron, Carlin, Zach, and Kelly who are coming mm-hmm. to work on cooking the couple's dinner. And I love this part. It kind of like as it slowly unfolded, it was like, damn, they're making a lot of chicken dishes. Uh-huh. And then it was like, oh, oh, this is a Purdue chicken ad. This whole clip uh-huh. is just a Purdue uh-huh. chicken ad. I see. Yep. I understand now. <laughs> They're like, wow, Purdue's breaded chicken tastes great. You know, I don't know if it's just our family, but my mom always said that cutting chicken and touching it was slimy. <laughs> so glad we have the pre-diced chicken from Purdue. It was so bad. It was just, and then there was just like long lingering uh Uh, shots on the chicken packaging and it's just like Uh oh lord help me through this yeah it was it was bad yes so they're cooking stuff carlin is trying to learn cooking skills from aaron because she's getting married soon so she will be cooking for a man all she'll be doing now yep she doesn't need to learn anything else you don't even need to go to school anymore carlin you're just gonna be a pregnant cook at home Great. Except not. I mean, they do have the Bates Sister Boutique, so that is good. Yeah. That they're actually, like, working. Mm-hmm. But if if the evangelical church had their druthers, they would not. They, definitely not. Definitely not. But they're all, you know, making their Purdue chicken. Lots of chicken for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, Zach says that they only eat chicken and beef, so I guess it, it works out. I wonder why they don't eat pork. Do they, do they, I wonder if they follow Leviticus. I think they're probably just like, oh, pork, that's so weird. It's probably like they don't like seafood. Yeah, exactly. Same kind of thing. We get a gross scene where Evan comments on Carlin in her dress, and it was just made me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, if this had been a normal family, 
it wouldn't have been weird. Yeah. But like, he was like, you know, I thought she looked really good in her dress. And it's like, you can tell this man's like, 100 days. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Boo. Gross. I get to deflower her. (laughs) So then everyone else starts to arrive. They're all dressed up super fancy and. Mm-hmm. Again, they keep hyping up the potential of a new partner being introduced. And nope. no. But uh, they kind of talk a little bit about the party the next day. And Kelly talks about, you know, it's a medieval theme. And she says, you can either come dressed or not dressed. And everyone's <laughs> like, uh, excuse me? I think you mean like dressed. And like, oh, you gotta wear clothes. <laughs> But obviously, they mean there's like an optional costume competition part. Of course, because um, there can't be. I was thinking about this with the ski race between Nathan and Lawson, and just kind of in general. And I may have talked about it before, but like, I feel like the reason that they're all so fucking competitive with each other is because in order to be like seen in a family of twenty one people, you have to compete for attention nonstop. Yeah, definitely. It's almost like a trauma response in a way. Yeah. Like all they only will know the only way that they know how to like love each other is by competing. Yeah. It's it's fucked up if you really think about it. It's so fucked up. Like that's the only way they got attention. That's probably the only way they got like special things, you know. uh It's just like if they won something, if they, you know, beat somebody else. Yeah, if you were better than your brother at something, you got whatever and it's like they didn't have like outside stuff that they could be seen for like you know going to public school and being recognized for being a good student yeah doing a sport or whatever right yeah so it's like you just have to fight for your parents attention who are the only like adult affection that Mm -hmm. anyone gives you Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you don't have teachers and everything that are separate it's it's not great no it's not great (laughs) So then it's family party time and there are just so many costumes going on. It's so chaotic. I thought the little kids in the little princess dresses were cute as shit. Oh yeah. Everybody else just went way too hard for this. It was, yeah, it's a little like a little embarrassing how hard they all went for this. And like I said, everyone has kind of chosen like a different time period, a different like, like represent- what medieval means yeah it's just it's very interesting to see all of the all of the different costumes like Erin came in a blue ball gown with chad dressed as prince charming mm-hmm. and she was basically cinderella which is not based in medieval times. not medieval at all no carlin wore like a wench dress which i was here for like a rena- renaissance fair like wench dress mm-hmm. but with like a thing on top so it wasn't like hussy boobs but it was. Yeah. And then Evan was like a Roman, like... Centurion? I, it was it was weird. And Michaela, like, made herself this huge princess gown. She's like Princess uh-huh. Peach. Yeah, it was wild. It was, it was so big. For, yeah. And, like, a huge thing to do for just one party. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, what else has she got going on? Exactly. <laughs> So then Trace shows up with what what Carlin says is this female girl. The female girl. I hated the way that that was phrased. As opposed to the male girl. Yeah. on the At the family party. And her name is Chaney. Mm-hmm. With an A, not an E, but pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chaney. Chaney. Yeah. So they met when they went skiing together in Colorado. Yeah. And it's like. 
So Trace can really just bring a girl that he met skiing to this family party without clearing it with everyone first. Yeah, and like, where is she staying? Are have they been chaperoned the whole time? Like, exactly. Like, how hello? did they get there? Like, who was their chaperone in the car over here? What they walked in alone? Like, need where the is logistics. She staying? Yeah, it's just it's. I did not like that. I did not care for that. And also, I felt really bad for Cheney. Like, that's an awful. Oh way. yeah, this whole thing fucking sucked for Cheney. It's just like it. First of all, like going to a huge family party with your. With this guy's whole family, he has 19 fucking siblings. And, and they then, all have 15 kids and they're married and shit. Yeah, and then when she gets there, she finds out she has to be one of the costume um, contest judges because she's an yeah. impartial party. So her and Taryn, the photographer, has uh-huh. to be the judges because they don't have any biases or whatever. And it's like... Trace brought her here, and he didn't dress up, and she didn't dress up, but they went to a costume party, and I, like, I don't, maybe they just decided not to dress up, but, like, it seems like it's one of those situations where he just didn't tell her yeah. what was happening. Yeah, definitely. She probably had no idea what she was getting herself into, and I felt so yeah. bad for her the whole time. Yeah, she's like, it's like, usually, you know, your parents or people's families, if you invited them for Valentine's Day, which also, yeah, inviting a girl Day. over for Valentine's Day is, like big yeah like that's that's not like a first date type of thing yeah and they're like oh you know we're not boyfriend girlfriend and it's like okay then why is she here yeah no i love you day for your family and loving people weird it's just weird so weird also her name is cheney kale (laughs) cheney kale (laughs) i don't know that's just that's not a name but no it's that's a fake person (laughs) for sure that's like a fantasy character cheney kale Cheney Kale. <laughs> so then we get into the some of the costumes again. So Zach picked a Robin Hood costume, but it didn't mm-hmm. fit, unfortunately. And so... I can he, imagine how that didn't fit because the green tights, I am sure, were the problem. Yes, yes, definitely. So he decided he was going to dress as a cowboy who went back in time to the medieval period, which is from uh-huh. a book that he's read. Yeah, yeah, Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court, which mm-hmm. I was very surprised that they've read Dickens. I know, right? I was surprised too. So, which I actually thought was like pretty clever of Zach. <laughs> this is yeah, pretty Zach clever. finally getting four brain cells now he's turned 30. <laughs> this was funny because then, um, like, uh, Whitney was dressed up in like a Robin Hood esque themed. Yeah, like Maid Marian. Yeah, like, so it was like, it was, it was funny. I, I, I appreciated that mm-hmm. costume. We get, again, we talk about Michael's crazy um dress dress that she made and she like desperately wants to win and this goes it it was like yeah it was like sad like she was like really like like she needed to win and it's like she she, it's just like a lot of implications here yeah yeah like michael being the oldest child with the weirdest name and like also not being able to have children yeah so many other things and it's like she fucking needs this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, God, her whole, her whole, like, mental health depends on her winning this competition. That's why she made this crazy dress. She spent hours and hours obsessing about how she needs to win this one. Yeah. I'm like, Oof. baby girl, please spend some more hours in therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then we got Chad and Aaron, and they're, like we said, Prince Charming. And Chad mm-hmm. calls Aaron Princess Bootyful, which... It was, it hurt my soul. Yeah. It hurt my soul. Yeah. And then Evan and Carlin, Evan says, Evan calls Carlin his fair maiden I brought from the town I pillaged recently. 
Uh-huh. I love a good rape implication. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck, Evan? That's, like, definitely not an well, okay thing to say. So, like, I feel like there could be this thing. So, like, you know, Pontius Pilate, etc. <laughs> were the bad guys of the story. But also, the Romans were pretty sanitized in the Bible. Like, you were kind of shocked that they were killing Jesus. You were like, damn, that seems like a big escalation. Not like escalation. Not like everybody was getting fucking crucified, which they were. They were crucifying a lot of people. <laughs> right, right. So it's like they kind of think that like Roman centurions, they only did that one bad thing. And they were fine otherwise. Uh, it's weird. I don't know. Gross. I can just kind of see how they think. Like, oh, no, this is fine. Pillaging's just pillaging. Because no one's ever been like, do you know what pillaging you know entails? What pillage means. I don't think it's a joke for a family party. About chivalry, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sir, you're being mostly unchivalrous. That's one big thing. Knights did not steal women. Yeah, I would say, like, chivalry and pillaging are, like, Two opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. here. Kind of like quaint and elegant. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so <Makes laughs> the ruling is in. Cheney and Taryn have done their job of judging. Yep. And so in third place, we had Mama Jane and Papa Bill. Yep. Always a good selection to pick. Yeah. The old The grandparents. People. Yeah. Definitely. Second place was Zach and Whitney. I was glad that they got a nod for the cleverness mm-hmm. of the costume. And yeah, they really pulled it out. They did. They did. And then first, thank God for Michael's sanity. Michael and Brandon won first place. I know. I'm like, and honestly, these were the groups that they, that was like the best choice. Like Cheney walked in here, no knowledge mm-hmm. of these people. And maybe Taryn helped because she's been with them a lot. Right. But like they picked the perfect set of people. Yeah, it was good. I, like, I it was good. No one's going to fight Michael on winning this. Right, right. No one's going to like shit on her because everyone kind of likes her. Right. And nobody's nice going to be pissed that Mama... Bill, Mama, Mama Bill. Mama Bill and Papa Jane. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nobody's going to be mad that they won. Like, yeah. yeah. And Whitney and Zach really did like, yeah, it was make clever. the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. like, good job, was, Janie. Good job. Yeah, literally dodged every mine. Yeah. In that field. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So then everyone changed clothes because we only wore our costumes for a tiny bit of the party, even mm-hmm. though we spent hundreds of hours on them. Great. Sure. Um, and they're doing the games because when you can't drink, you've got to have party games. Of course. So they start with jousting. They have like a little Mm -hmm. jousting set and they immediately break it. Yeah. It's like the sock and bopper things from when we were a kid. Like the stick. Like they have them on Survivor too, where they like push people off the log. Yeah. Like the big Q-tips. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they broke them in half immediately. Yes. Yes. So then they do the little, like, sliding a cookie from your forehead to your mouth. And... It was so weird because it was just the boys do the cookie yeah. face game. Like, why can't the girls play the cookie face game? Too sexy. Too sexy. Yeah, just uh, 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 sliding <laughs> an Oreo cookie down your forehead Those to your facial mouth. expressions would do too much to me. Too, too sinful. <laughs> Sorry, women can't have their mouth open that long. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so then the last game they did, which I liked this one, was where they mm-hmm. shot apples off the boys' heads with, like... Like, basically, like, Nerf bow, bow and arrow. Yeah, those little, things. like, suction arrow things. Yeah. And that was I, fun. I liked watching, like, Carlin hit Evan hard in the back Ugh. of the head with one. It was just, you know. And you can't brace for it because you're turned away. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I liked that one. Yeah, I would play that one. Definitely. So that's it for the family party. It was seemed like a success. Yep. But uh, the next day, like we said, is Josie's gender reveal party. 
because like she said, while everyone is in town, she wants to get them together. They get together at the clubhouse at their apartment. Mm -hmm. And when they walk in, everyone first has to like sign their name on a chalkboard on whether they think it's a girl or a boy. Yep. Um, I did notice that Warden was wearing a Lawson shirt in the tossing talking heads it was nice. like a Lawson Bates shirt I was like well Some, someone has to wear them yeah you gotta get that merch out somehow if exactly. you're showing up to your shows make your little brother wear it <laughs> so then they kind of keep it simple for the actual gender reveal which I appreciated I, you know if yeah. you have to I don't I really don't care for gender reveals I just think yeah. that they're just and especially as a second party, a separate party from the baby shower. Like, if you want to be, like, girl or boy, like, at your baby shower, like, whatever. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I agree. But I just think it's, like, a lot. And I'll also, like, like we talked about, it's just, like, it's it's really not that interesting if you're having a boy or a girl. Like, it's no. exciting for the parents, sure. But, like, and, but like I just don't really, I just don't understand the need for a party to be, like. It's so that they know what to get the baby. Because, yeah. you know, boys can't wear pink and girls can't wear blue. Good point. Good point. Like, just announce it on Facebook or something. It's really. Yeah. Send a group text. <laughs> but, but I mean, if you've got to do one, at least, like, yeah. at least go for something simple like this. Like, they just yeah. popped a balloon that had con- colored confetti in it, and that's, you know, that's fine. That's Yeah, we don't need to be fucking shooting guns at, like, M-80s. We don't to need to be, explosion. like, flying planes a la John David Duggar. We don't need to be, like, setting things on fire, causing forest fires, that kind of thing. It's just exactly. not that important. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Your baby just will have a set of genitals, and then they'll Great. be born, and you'll know. And you'll and be you'll like, know. oh. And, you know, your baby is not offended when someone says they're a boy or a girl and they're not a boy or a girl. Exactly. They're just tiny little mush-mush. Tiny little mush-mush. Exactly. Yeah. So they all gather around. They have the balloon all ready to go. Kelton has his pocket knife ready and he goes (laughs) in to pop it and out comes a whole bunch of paint. Oh, yeah. It's a girl. And Josie thought it was going to be a boy but really wanted a girl. And I think she was, like, really legitimately excited yeah i think she was like it's gonna be a boy as like a coping mechanism like prepare yourself for a boy which i get like i i think it's totally normal to for a parent to like want to have a boy or a girl for you know it's fine but like yeah well and especially when you come from a family with 19 children so like you kind of see what the difference is raising a boy and a girl child Mm -hmm. but yeah she definitely seemed really really excited and happy and then yeah. while they were at the gender reveal, they decided to do a name reveal as well. So they had like a little mm-hmm. game where, what's her name? Josie. I almost called her Tori. Josie yeah. like, cut up all the letters of the baby girl name and put them in an envelope for the first and the middle name. And they had to like scramble them to find out. And they found out that they're going to be naming her Willow Christie. And Christie mm-hmm. is Kelton's mom's name. And as a reminder, Kelton's mom died actually in childbirth, not with Kelton, but with his sister, yeah. I think. Yeah. So it's very meaningful. And obviously I love the name Willow. Willow is my dog's uh-huh. name. So, which like, I think it is also a good human name. Um, yeah. It's a fine human name. Yeah. It's, it's, cute. it's cute. And it's very like, it's like trendy without being too trendy. Yeah. It's not like naming your kid Fern. Or like Braylon or something like that. Yeah. 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 I, I like Willow. I, I mean, it's, it's my, it's, I have a cute a, <laughs> it's a cute name and I have a very like, I feel like good you have like a whole tree theme though, because didn't she name like her next kid Hazel. like Spruce or something? Hazel. <laughs> Hazel's still kind of a weird name. But... Yeah, it's it's it, um, 
it's, it's a more it's a much more common name but yeah it's still kind of weird it's yeah hazel and willow they both feel like they fit together but almost like too well in a way you know what i mean mm-hmm. almost a little too themey honestly to me they just feel like um sad beige babies from Werner herzog yeah, which, I mean, she has basically sad beige. I mean, they don't seem sad, but they're ba- definitely yeah. beige babies. Yeah, it's like the influencer. Exactly. beige so that the product pops. Right, yeah, definitely. They're very just, like, pretty neutral, um, mm-hmm. generally well-liked names. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to upset anyone, which is a good yeah. choice. Like, that's a good I mean, choice for a name. still better than Cade. Definitely better than Cade. And then I also okay. like that they, I think it's really sweet that they're naming her middle name mm-hmm. after Kelton's mom. And it seemed to really touch his family when they found that out. So that's really mm-hmm. nice. I just feel like they all need so much fucking therapy. Yeah. Because like his dad, that man. Oof. That's, Oof. that's rough as fuck. Rough as fuck. And like in the evangelical church, even it's not, it's even harder. Cause like getting remarried. Right. It's remarried. Like what evangelical woman is going to marry someone like a man with, children yeah like he's gonna have to marry a 20 year old right someone with a dead husband yeah yeah it's it's rough for sure i feel i feel very very bad for him his for yeah. his, all of them honestly it's like that's just that the sucks. worst situation you could deal with yeah and it's surprisingly common in the u.s because we're fucked on maternal gr- mortality rates. it's really great here it's going well <laughs> yeah we're doing we're doing good sweaty so the last episode that we're going to talk about for today is called, on a different note, A Blushing Bride-to-Be. Oh man, we're carlining, we're, we're going to go get a fucking dress. We are. 90 days before the wedding. Yes. So we're going to Nashville because Carlin has found a specific dress that she has fallen in love with. And mm-hmm. they have, there's a store in Nashville that I guess had it or could get it in. So they're going down there and they're obviously going to visit Tori and check on baby Cade while they're there. And obvi- mm-hmm. I guess just since they're in Nashville, Lawson has to be there too. Cause he's just like always yeah. in Nashville with them. Like, why is yeah. he going, why is he there? Why? Because if, if you're in Nashville, you're going to get country famous. Someone's oh, yeah. going to see you and be like, oh man, you're the next Blake Shelton. You gotta be, you, you, you might be spotted. You never know. You gotta always mm-hmm. be on, always be ready to go. I mean, you got all those cameras filming you, so maybe some producers and what will think you're important and good. Mm-hmm. So we get a little scene in Tori's house. They're like, you know, seeing Kate and talking a little bit about Carlin's wedding. She's planning mm-hmm. for an outdoor wedding. We still, I guess, don't know for sure, but planning for an outdoor <laughs> wedding. And Lawson and Tori just keep talking about like all of the bad things that could go wrong in an outdoor wedding. Uh-huh. And which like, these are all things that you need to be thinking about when you're planning yeah. an outdoor wedding. So they're but, valid. But Carlin definitely was trying on a dress that day. So yeah. She started fucking spiraling. Yeah. She was like <laughs> crying and it was just like too much. And it was like, this is not the time or place for this. Like yeah. wedding dress shopping is very stressful. I it's was so, stressful. so anxious and it was like, it's just very stressful for like pretty much everyone. So like, let's just like not make the experience any more stressful than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, Tori is one of the few children that has emotional IQ and she was realizing <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have said this right we now. We should probably stop now, but Lawson, so of course, sorry. does not get that at all. But no. What else? Also, didn't we already know Carlin was going to get married outside? Like, didn't they already volunteer Chad to like make a stage and everything? Yeah, they've already talked about this, but it's kind of hard to tell like... Yeah, where we the are. The timeline of everything and then also like 
what's an actual decision and what's just being like tossed around as an option. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm assuming since they keep talking about it, that it is going to be an outdoor wedding, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. (laughs) We will see. So while the family's in Nashville, they decide they're going to have a little bit of fun before we go dress shopping and we're going to go to top golf. Cause if we can't compete, what'll we do? What's the point in being alive? If you're not competing with your siblings, I don't, it's just, it just feels like how, like, puppies yeah. are raised. Yeah, this is like Hector. This is, yeah, it's yeah. stressful. Like we, don't, we don't need to compete for resources yeah. anymore. We've, we've, we've figured this out as humans. Like, mm-hmm. we're not doing a very good job at, like, distributing those resources to everybody equally and stuff. But, Great. like, we have them. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, Lawson is being horrible and annoying and competitive, uh-huh. as always. So he bets Aaron a hundred dollars yes. that she can't beat him. Yes. But unfortunately for Lawson, Aaron seems to be like really have the have the hand at scoring in top golf because Lawson is yeah. just basically trying to get the ball as far as he can, but that's like not the point. Yeah, in top that's golf. like yeah, that's like a regular driving range, not like top golf. Yeah, I think top golf you like hit it into like different like goals and Holes, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean he was just like not playing it as it should be because he thought he was doing it right because he thought his way is right because he's annoying as fuck. But it was nice because Aaron ended up beating him. Beat the shit out of him. 65 to 38. Yes. This is the second time in these group of episodes that we have seen Lawson get his ass handed to him by one of his siblings. And it's really the therapy that I've needed. Yeah. And Aaron was the best too because like Aaron really is the most well-adjusted of them, I think. And it may just be because she's married to Chad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But she, like, really did not care. Like, she's like, I don't yeah, care. Yeah, she's just like, I'm, I'm just, just having a it. nice time. And it is really fun to make my brother, my, my shitty, like, pretentious, not pretentious. What's the word I'm looking for? Like. Cocky. Cocky. Thank you. Brother. Um, yeah. He gets to lose and it's making him really upset. And that's really happy <laughs> for me. Yeah. Which I can understand, like, wanting to make your. Yeah. Sibling upset a little bit. I mean, I would want to make my, I, I have a brother who's a perfectly nice guy, nothing like Lawson, not nearly as annoying. Even yeah. I like to get, like, hand his ass to him sometimes, okay? Yeah, that's like regular sibling competitiveness, but like, not having to compete for everything. Exactly. But like, if Lawson were my brother, oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. creaming him would be on a different level. I'd be practicing like weird shit, like dart throws and just shit. Get just get good at Just anything. in case. You never know. Yeah. You have to always be on top of your game. Yeah, and then just pretend to be really bad at it and then just fucking wipe the floor with them. Right. Perfect. Perfect. And so they're all trying to tell him, like, Lawson's trying to, like, scheme. Like, how can I win this? How can I, like, beat her? And then they're like, you just shoot it in the hole. Yeah. The hole that she's shooting it in, too. Like, everyone aim for the goal that gives you points. And he's like, I can't stoop that low. So that's the It's like, rules. you can't play by the rules? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? It's so annoying. And it's like, literally just watch what she's doing and do it better. Yeah. That's how you... But also, iconic move for Aaron to take all the heat off of Carlin and have her, like, just mm-hmm. be able to chill and be anxious about just the wedding dress because <laughs> she gets to see Lawson get his ass handed to him. Definitely probably good for Carlin. Like, a good, a good start to the day. Like... Not really involved. I get to watch something light and I don't mm-hmm. have to participate really at all. And she gets to hang out with Evan and just. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So then we get another section of ad 
which this I was so confused about the scene when it started. And this was another one of those that just kind of like it started to make sense as like all the uh-huh. pieces came together. So Evan is at like a coffee shop or something, and yeah. Kelly is needing him to talk over honeymoon plans, which that I thought was weird because like what is why is Kelly involved in this? It's Carlin's no. honeymoon, and also he even said that like it's not a surprise for Carlin. So like why is yeah. Carlin not here? What is happening? And so then he starts talking about he did he wants to avoid travel scams online. Which, like, sir, <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know this is an ad and this is just like for dummies, but like, if you can tell what's a scam for the most part on mm-hmm. the internet, like if you have like four tools in your tool belt of yeah. brain. And just like, yeah, any common sense. Like she was like, yeah, we learned that like a $12 resort probably isn't good. And it's like. You learned that just now? Yeah, it's like it makes so much more sense when you see like these things like people getting scammed by like people calling and being like, oh, I'm from the IRS yeah, or like yeah. whatever. You're like, okay, I understand. I am the like outlier here. Right. Yeah. Who can tell when things are scams. But there are a lot of people who cannot tell, yeah. who do not have that tool in their tool belt. <laughs> well, thankfully for Evan and anyone who can- who does get scammed easily, the AARP site has a really good travel scam tool that can help you yeah. identify travel scams. And this is now the second time that we have yeah. had an AARP like travel ad in ad, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. And it felt like Kelly was telling a fake story at one point where she's like, oh, you know, we booked once and then yes. we had to cancel it and we didn't get our money back. And it's like. Okay, there are no details in that. Like, that's just a lie. Like, I feel like just you're just, yeah, you're just saying, yeah, it's all just, like, AARP is like, here, talk about these kind of things. Yeah, like, I don't think they traveled much before no. TV started footing the bill. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was a mess. This whole, this whole scene was just a mess. But it they're was, thinking yeah. of going to the Dominican Republic for their honeymoon. So, great. Good job. <laughs> cool. I guess. I don't know. So then finally, finally, it is time to look at the dress. It's time to look at the dress. And I was just so glad this whole episode. It's not fucking Miss Renee again. I know. I know. Damn, Miss Renee's been shafted here. But like we said, there's like, going to be Miss Renee's competition. I know, right? Um, but like I said, Carlin has a specific dress that she found online that she really fell in love with. So mm-hmm. she picks out a couple other dresses to try on too. But she starts with the dress Mm-hmm. And it's very like poofy and princessy, which definitely seems to be what she wants. Uh, but the problem is that it's like a blush pink color and Carlin didn't yeah. know this. So. Yeah. Which like, it's not that pink. No, it's very light pink. It's definitely not yeah. pink pink. It's very blush. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh no, maybe I should have a white dress. Da da da. And it's like, just. Even though everyone loves it, she looks so good in it. It's still a bridal-looking dress. Like, she's not wearing, like, a hot pink, like, form-fitting dress that doesn't look like a wedding dress. Right. There's no other occasion you could wear this dress, really, except for your wedding. Yeah, your wedding or, like, a ball. Yeah, exactly. So... (sighs) That's it. You might as well just go for it if you love it. She does try on a couple of other drowns, (laughs) gowns that are... um, white but have like similar silhouettes but she just like mm-hmm. doesn't really like all of any of them and no, she just keeps and honestly, coming back the white looks one. way too like white mm-hmm. on her too so, i like, yeah it's pretty rare that like a white 
white dress is like my favorite for somebody. I tend to like mm-hmm. more like muted white colors, like an ivory. Mm-hmm. Mine was almond, so Ooh. something like that. Mine was champagne. There you go. Yeah, uh, but some uh, but white often looks like really harsh. Very white. Yeah. 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 Like you can have like a white like skirt and mm-hmm. a bit of a different colored top with like the underlay and whatever, and you could that's like you can go like bright white there. But definitely. You gotta have some color or else you just look either washed out or like very tan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so eventually she tries on the pink dress again and is like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is it. I, we can't, this, there's nothing else that compares. So she goes with the pink dress and I'm proud of her for that because mm-hmm. it definitely seemed like the right choice for her. And even though she was a little uncomfortable with it, like everyone else was encouraging her, which was nice to see because I feel like in most dates, <sighs> wedding dress sequences they're like so fucking awful to each other but at least here to be fair it's carlin usually that is terrible (laughs) that is true fuck maybe she didn't deserve this encouragement i know she should have gotten roasted but i mean she did try on those other two dresses and everyone literally groaned when she came out yeah and they were like oh yeah but at least they all liked the one that she liked so it worked out well for them yeah i mean carlin has good taste for the most part it's just she's a dick sometimes like, this dress definitely isn't my style. Like, it's not something that I would pick, but it's very, it's beautiful dress. And, like, yeah. she looks lovely in it, so I'm all oh, for yeah. it. It's very, like, I don't, I don't know if it's quaint or elegant, but. It's definitely more elegant than quaint. Yeah. Yeah, it has, like, applique lace flowers on it, which is the only thing that's close to quaint, but it looks more, like, cottagecore elegant. Yeah, it's very, like, frilly and uh But maybe we'll be good for an outdoor wedding. Like. Sure. Cute. Yeah, we will. We will have to see how it all, if it all comes together. I mean, yeah. I know they do get married at some point, but like they they do wed. They do wed, uh, but I'm already stressed out about it because it's like a I know. couple months. I'm afraid she's gonna have like fucking brown bridesmaids dresses and oh, shit. Oh lord! I haven't looked at anything about her wedding. I haven't either. I don't want spoilers. <laughs> yeah. I am thinking about like where I was like a hundred days before my wedding, and like everything mm-hmm. was planned. Like, yeah, we even had like all the food picked out, everything. Like I didn't have anything to do left. Yeah. Like we had a pretty quick engagement, like to wedding turnaround because we were like, you know, we should just get married in the winter because we both like the winter. So we were like, all right. So we got engaged in April and we got married in December and like we were done planning and done doing everything and paying for everything a hundred days. Before yeah. Our yeah. Wedding. Like, the only things that I had to do were, like, little things, like, the name cards for, like, but that's, like, yeah. day, that's, like, the last week. Figure out it. your makeup. Yeah. It's just, like, I can't imagine being 100 days out and not having a venue or, like, yeah. food or, like. A dress? Anything. Yeah. It's just, like, that's, I can I cannot Chaos. live like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> but I guess, like, they don't have booze. Yeah. It looks like, it seems like a lot of the time the receptions don't require or, like, expect food. Which is weird, but all right. But I guess when you have a 500-person wedding, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird, but... I don't understand these people in many ways. <laughs> that, that's the truth. They just baffle me in, in more ways than I can describe. It's just in God's hands. It. I guess so. I guess so. God, no. I do not trust God, okay? He has... Uh-uh. He has... He's done some bad shit, or he's yeah. let some bad shit happen. Exactly. Like, no, I feel like... Everyone should have been like, what the fuck? This is not a good guy after the Holocaust. Good point. Good like, point. <laughs> that alone feels like if there were somebody upstairs 
calling the shots. Shouldn't have happened. And we're quote unquote loving. Yes. Holocaust seems like a pretty big fuck up. It was pretty bad, I would say. The Holocaust. And you really could have like solved that one with like one big good like God strike. Just kill baby Hitler. Yeah, exactly. Like, just a long time ago. Like start, like cut, like nip that shit in the bud when yeah. it started. Yeah. 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 Damn. But, but here we are. Thanks, here God. we are. Thanks, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that about wraps us up for today. <laughs> Thanks, God. Let's but... end that note on the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop talking now because we're now going off on tangents on, you know, horrible events in history. Yeah. So, which we don't need to hear any more about because we're living horrible events in history. We are, truly. Anyway... If you have anything to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, or if you have anything you would like us to talk about, cover in the future, you can send us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us all over the internet at tvliterate. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, Facebook. We're everywhere. If you have anything that you want to send us or anything you want to say, we love talking to you guys and getting posts from Juicy Dish or anything. We love all the juice. All the dish. Yeah, like, seriously, again, I'm putting the call out there. If anybody knows anyone who works at UpTV and knows why the baits got canceled, please put me out of my misery. I Wait, have to know. We have to know. I was just talking to Kyler about this the other day, and we were like, I was like laying it all out. And I know, just, I'm like, what is it? Such a mystery. One of the biggest We're mysteries. finally coming up on the second half of the year, though. Yeah. Like, we're three days now, officially, into the second half of the year, which means we may get the IBLP. Oh, yeah, a documentary. Uh, a documentary, yeah, yeah, which has the- been teased for the end of this year. Ooh. Which may be the problem. I hope so. I, I hope that's the problem. I hope we find oh, out some juice. I hope we get juice. answers. I know. <laughs> I can't keep it secret for this long. I know. It's too much. It's too much for me to bear. That's too much. But uh, if you have a moment and you want to leave us a review, that would be great too. Um, and we will see you guys very soon for another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.